a little more amount of conversation t about mixed action sympathomimetic agents needs to be spilled over today's morning contemplation sessions and the center of discussions is amphetamines and its relative drugs welcome all to this pharmacology difficult podcast i'm your host dr radhika vijay mbbs md pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips strategies methods and lots of ideas to learn better understand better and make your concepts crystal clear if you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds is pharmacology difficult lend your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge amphetamine in chemical form is better known as racemic beta phenyl isopropylamine it acts peripherally on both alpha and beta receptors it's a potent drug to cause central nervous system activation the route of drug administration is oral and it's a long acting drug cardiac effects involve rise in both diastolic and systolic blood pressure there is hardly any effect on the cardiac output while heart rate is decreased slightly reflexly in central nervous system the dextroisomer which is known as dextroamphetamine it is a very potent and powerful agent as compared to the l isomer it activates the respiratory center in the medulla in the therapeutic dose the results seen they are alertness high energy levels raised emotional levels like of the confidence mood concentration levels they may level high rarely to euphoria in the normal subjects all in all what is going on the skill and the performance they are improved but mind it accuracy of the work is definitely affected drug is abused by the sportsmen for the similar effects depression too follows if the drug is overused and abused in large amounts finally the adverse drug reactions they comprise of dizziness headache palpitation confusion fatigue delirium vasomotor imbalance etc generally the performance is improved before the depression or the fatigue occurs one can better work at skills demanding constant heed or attention sleep is rather deprived or delayed the sleep pattern is actually interrupted and it normalizes in around 1 and a half to 2 months once the drug is stopped For your kind information synergistic effects they are seen along with the opiate drugs if they are administered concomitantly with this drug and the analgesics they are also promoted or helped respiratory effects include deepening of the respiration and activation if the central depressants they are adversely affecting the respiration then what do you expect amphetamine certainly helps to improve the respiratory rate
Amphetamine definitely stimulates metabolism of food. It acts on the lateral feeding center of the hypothalamus to curb the food craving. The explanation of this particular effect owes to the enhanced release of dopamine and norepinephrine. This food intake hampering effect is prone to the rapid tolerance development. So my dear friends, you can absolutely and easily judge and weigh the aptness and the use of amphetamine for weight loss while balancing all its other aspects like abuse and rapid tolerance development. Well, it could be a debate, but clever people would definitely avoid any arguments, right? Now, hope you understand my point of view and opinion also. So, it's definitely a nice time to comprehend the mechanism of amphetamine. Let's do it. Biogenic amines, they are in fact released from the storage in the nerve synapse. The targets are defined as neuronal capital VMAT2, that is VMAT2, and capital DAT, that is DAT. The basic nature of amphetamine prompts mechanisms like reverse transport and prominently exchange diffusion. Monoamine transporters, they are influenced by the production of highly reactive oxygen and nitrogen species and the process of phosphorylation. Harmful effects of these group of mechanisms may be exhibited as nerve toxicity or neurodegenerative disorders. I've already said, just to revise, that norepinephrine is released from the noradrenergic neurons which defines the amphetamine role in the wakefulness, weight loss, etc. While the release of dopamine defines the activation of locomotor effects and this requires high amphetamine dose. A novel information is the release of 5-HT or serotonin also on a slightly higher amphetamine dose which defines the excessive psychic behavior due to amphetamine. Now, all these aspects bring us to the conference about the overdose of amphetamine. The central nervous system toxicity ensues as tremors, a higher level of anxiety, irritability, sleep disturbances and euphoria. Cardiac complications, they are seen as palpitations and arrhythmias. Gastric complications, they are seen as dry mouth, vomiting, diarrhea, cramps. Further problems with mentally retarded patients, they are aggressiveness, confusion, hallucinations and fatal tendencies, especially seen along with circulatory collapse, cerebral hemorrhages, convulsions, coma, etc. Again to revise, there is an initial excitation followed by depression due to amphetamine. Now, how can all these be managed? Well, useful management measures, they are first, urine acidification using ammonium chloride. Second, sedation to alleviate the CNS symptoms. Third, antihypertensive use like sodium nitroprusside. Fourth, 
drug withdrawal it enhances the recovery in the chronic toxicity states fifth comprehension of the fact of not mistaking amphetamine as a drug for oversleepiness or for alertness hence it is categorized as schedule second drug Next climbing step of discussion now where we land is the talks about amphetamine dependence. The chronic use of amphetamine or its dextroisomer result in psychological dependence and its weight loss benefits are definitely questionable due to the tolerance development. Finally, a word about its applications. As a matter of fact and surprise FDA has approved amphetamine especially dextroisomer for its good results in the treatment of narcolepsy and attention deficit hyperkinetic disorder and especially I'm talking about the dextroisomer due to its focused central nervous system effects and very rare peripheral effects so that was a complete detailed overview about amphetamine let's talk methamphetamine so methamphetamine is a relative of both amphetamine and ephedrine the mechanism comprises of the release of dopamine and biogenic amines to cause inhibition of capital BMAT that is BMAT and monoamine oxidase that is MAO peripheral effects like raised diastolic and systolic blood pressure they are seen with higher doses only and also there is resultant cardiac activation the pulmonary arterial pressure and the cardiac output they are also increased having a kind of an abuse potential where the central effects they are much more pronounced than the peripheral effects again methamphetamine is categorized as schedule second drug and now you should know one more information in united states there are secret labs or what we better call as clandestine laboratories where the synthetic production is much in vogue and hence methamphetamine is thoroughly used or rather i should say abused for recreation being highly affordable and accessible that's all about methamphetamine let's talk lis dexamphetamine lis dexamphetamine is a prodrug it is an active in nature it converts to lysine and dextroamphetamine it's approved for the treatment of attention deficit hyperkinetic disorder that is capital ADHD in kids, teens and young adult. And its few countable side effects they are dizziness, dry mouth, headache, sleep pattern problems, irritation, nasal stuffiness. Sometimes that may result in upper respiratory tract infection, vomiting, weight loss, etc. With this brief talk about lis dexamphetamine let me wrap up today's episode and we have talked about 
the mixed action sympathomimetic agents in detail. Well, that deserves a whole round of applause. And with the joy of starting a new topic in the next episode, see you all soon. Au revoir. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name as Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.